get him puppy. Get ready. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I always want to have something witty to say, and I don't, but it's actually going pretty well. That's good. It's good. Yeah. But we never talk about how, how are you doing? <laughs> That's Actually, I think we do almost every time. I think you turn, turn it around and be like, how are you doing? Actually, do you? Hmm. See, if we listened to our podcast, we'd actually know. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'd be surprised if anyone listens to this podcast, Dave, even though the fact that someone right here is hearing my voice means that I'm wrong to some extent, unless no one is hearing my voice. <laughs> this is a weird line of thought for me to go down. Huh. Can we go back to like the jovial banter of like, we're both coming off being sick, and then we're like, what are we talking about tonight? And then we talk about the game. I like that. So the game tonight is Ruiner, um, and I uh, was sick. Yeah. And I'm now less sick, but I might cough a little bit, so we'll see how it goes. But Ruiner, <laughs> to make a full circle there, is uh, a game came out in 2017, published by Devolver, Devolver Digital. It was a big publisher. I love their their titles that they've been publishing, such as Hotline Miami, um, and developed by Rikon or Recon. I'm not sure exactly how you'd say that. I want to say Rikon because it seems like it's spelled like Daikon Radish, mm -hmm. which I'm sure I'm wrong on that, but... That's how I'm reading it. Yeah, they're a, a Polish developer out of Warsaw, actually. So we probably got really close to them when we uh, when we visited, but didn't stop by. Didn't think of it. <sighs> Should have. Should have. Oh well. But I hadn't played the game at that point. I uh, I had, but I didn't realize they were in Poland. So <laughs> stuff we figure out while researching months after the fact. Um, other things we figured out more recently. The game itself is how would you how would you describe this It's definitely a top-down shooter but isometric yeah isometric um as you can see from my notes the first thing i put in when i started playing was this game is fucking badass right because mm -hmm. it's very stylized mm -hmm. as far as the like it's not crazy graphics but what they use with the uh, lighting and shadows oh yeah and like the music and then the combat and everything, it just, like, throws you in. Yeah. And you just get very excited and into it, at, like, almost instantly. So I feel like we can d jump into some of that. Like, uh, you, you mentioned the combat, and that is really the, the core of this game. There's a little bit of time you spend in the overworld. Like, you can talk to people. Um, I think there's a, a quest you can go around and uh, interact with some world objects. And uh, uh, Ringcock, which is the name of the city, but... It, I want to pronounce that as Rangcock, not Ringcock. 
like cock ring. <laughs> you can pronounce it however you want. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. But this is a Polish developer. I'm going to pronounce it like they intended. No. Uh, it's mostly you're, you're spending your time in uh, areas adjacent to the main world. Or in the main world, the hub. The hub, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're fighting gangs, uh, taking out bounties, uh, trying to find your brother. You know, standard thing. Yeah. Um, but the moment-to-moment gameplay and the loop is uh, largely uh, fast, frenetic action, um, followed by a bit of downtime where you, you know, are rewarded for your fight. Um, and then you move into the next area where you're, again, ambushed. It's kind of like... The corridor walls come up, and it's like, here's your arena. Fight, survive, and then the next one, right? Yeah. Which, as I've already stated, um, the combat is fucking badass. Yes. Let's get a sound clip of that so I can reuse it. (laughs) Um, But it's very fast-paced. You start Mm -hmm. off with, like, I think just, like, a crowbar. Yeah, it's a longer crowbar. I, I, I know it doesn't... It sounds weird to say it's a longer crowbar, but I think when I think a crowbar, I think like a foot long, maybe two feet. His crowbar is like three feet long. He's gonna. That's still a crowbar, though, right? It's a pipe. It's a, I guess it's a pipe. It's a lead pipe. So you have a melee weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's definitely a piece of pipe when you start out. I'm laying some pipe on these dudes. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of like dash around to enemies mm-hmm. and you can do a swing of your melee weapon yep and when it starts off it's kind of like a one-hit kill Mm -hmm. Um, and some people have guns but you can close the distance really easily yeah but you also have your own gun right and then you start off with the ruiner (laughs) no you get the ruiner a little bit later the side pistol is the oh no yeah the the pistol is the ruiner that's your fallback yes yes Mm -hmm. which gets upgraded later yeah but you can also pick up enemies' weapons and use that. Mm-hmm. So, like, as you're going through and, like, chaining all these kills and, like, dashing away from bullets and going behind people and hitting them with a fucking crowbar wrench or yes, longer yeah. crowbar, mm. it's just, it's really quick. And then you can get, like, executions where, kind of like in Doom, the yeah. enemy is, like, in this stunned in- in-cap state, <clears throat> and you get to do an animation where... I like the ones where you, it does it with the melee weapon. Yeah. So, when you start off with the... I'm going to say pipe. Mm-hmm. Correct me if we're wrong. Yes. Um, he kind of like jumps up and just slams down like in the center of their back yes. type thing. Uh-huh. And they just kind of like explode. Yeah. And then they're gone. But then you're like dealing with other enemies. And like games with uh, modern games with executions like this, uh, you have iframes for the entire duration of the animation. Another reason I like it. <laughs> very important um, because they could have made the animations really, really quickly and kind of reduced the impact of it, made it less cool um, and left you vulnerable. But instead, they chose to just make the animation take a little bit of time, and you look awesome. Um, whether that's pulling out the ruiner and just shooting somebody in the head at point blank range to finish them off, or whatever you have. There's even one where it's like uh, you're holding the person up, you just like three slow punches in their gut, and they fall over and die. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're it, not all flashy. It's pretty great. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the guns there, um, so the. You can quickly toggle between whatever your equipped melee weapon is and whatever your equipped uh, ranged weapon is. And it's kind of, it's two ways you can sort of play through the game. Um, You always have your base uh, ranged weapon, which is like the Ruiner or your upgrade later. Mm -hmm. And uh, your melee weapon, which starts out as a pipe and eventually you replace it with a sword. Um, But uh, they they do decent damage, but it's always the lowest, basically, of, of your options. 
uh, if you pick up an opponent's uh, melee weapon or ranged weapon, uh, it'll have like a limited number of hits in the case of a melee weapon. Like a durability. Exactly. Or ammo in a sense. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be able to deal a, a lot more damage um, or have some more utility depending on like what you have equipped. Um, so you're incentivized to uh, kind of... I, I compare a lot of this to Hotline Miami, where in Hotline Miami you're constantly uh, looking for resources to continue to clear the stage out. So you're like, pick up a shotgun real quick, shoot a guy, throw the shotgun at somebody else, run up, like punch him on the ground. Ruin are similar, where you're picking up these resources and using it to fight and until it expires, then you're grabbing your next set, or your next piece, and continuing to fight. Yeah, you're kind of like the, the John Wick, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is the badassery of that, of like, I can handle any weapon, any situation to go in and just murder bad guys. Yeah. Uh, the other part of that is it helps for like a more diverse gameplay. Mm -hmm. Like I could have easily gone through the game with like one gun and one weapon and had just as much fun. Yeah. But it definitely adds more when you're like, oh, I have the shotgun now. That has like maybe two cartridges left. Let me switch something else. Yeah. Oh, now I have like an ice laser. <clears throat> it's nice to switch between those. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of variety in the in the weapon types. Um, something I kind of leaned on a little bit uh, early playthrough is a flamethrower, um, which just and just a short burst. There's basically like two options here. You hold it for like a second and a half, and or maybe like two seconds, and whoever you're burning straight up dies. Yeah, just to die. If you burst them though with a little like second burst, um, it'll do enough damage to them that they're taken into the executable state reliably. And you can just execute everyone with a super ammo efficient uh, weapon. Um, and there are uh, there's a skill tree um, for upgrading uh, your utilization of melee weapons and ammo. It's not the flashiest thing, but it's actually, in my opinion, like one of the best to actually uh, allow you to commit to using a given weapon. And the benefit of the skill tree is you can unallocate points. Because mm -hmm. there are lots of situations where I'm like, holy fuck, I'm getting my shit stomped in. Let me try a different approach. Yep. Or maybe I need to invest points in shield or something. And you can just be like, uh, take everything out of here, put it in here, and then you just go and do it again. Exactly. It's it's really nice. I like games that give you a uh, full, limitless res uh, respec and then let you... Um, and then build the, the gameplay in such a way that that's not a downside. You know, you're not you're not you're not removing something from the gameplay by yeah. giving players more choice. Um, or even in the case of something like, if we use an example like Skyrim, mm -hmm. or like a more in-depth RPG, if you go into like heavy armor stuff, you're obviously not going to be a very stealthy character. Right. Yeah. You're going to be more noticeable, and I assume loud. Mm -hmm. So if something requires stealth, you shouldn't be forced to. But well, I'm just going to brute force my way through and just kill everybody. Yeah. Which really enjoyable is for for how i play games yeah but it's nice to have that option you can be like but no i want to be a ninja now <laughs> yeah and uh the the skill trees here is like there, there's a couple that are a little less interesting to me but they're all worth playing around with a little bit did um, you do much in the way of like grenades or supply drops uh grenade i explicitly basically always ignore because i feel like the points are best spent elsewhere hells yeah but i agree that there is there's different ways you can kind of play this game different combos you can execute so probably the most core ability you get it really early is your dash right um your dash lets you almost instantaneously move from one point to another 
enemies have like pretty good tracking in this game. Um, so they'll turn and shoot at you pretty quick, but it can throw them off a little bit. You can like dodge environmental attacks, grenades, things like that. Um, but uh, if you dash uh, right up next to somebody or like past them or whatever, it will uh, allow you to hit them with a melee weapon. They'll be stunned for a second, basically. You have an opportunity. Um, and uh, you can actually chain that with grenades. So uh, one really devastating combo is there's a personal shield you can get that puts mm. like a forward-facing shield in front of you. And I was I thought th- I thought this was really awkward on my first playthrough. I don't know if you you felt the same, but every time you attack the shield goes away. Yes. I didn't understand how that worked for a good half of the game. Yeah. Because I'm like, "Aha, my shield's up. Let me just shoot this guy quick." And it's like I pulled my pants down like, "Hey, fuck me in the ass now." <laughs> yeah. So I would get hit by one thing. Yeah, and exactly. like the enemies were fairly strong at this point. You don't have a lot of health and I got punished every time. Exactly. But uh, one strategy is use that shield and then get the perk, which is a couple. The skill trees are like vertical for each skill. The upgrades go down. They're get, not trees as much as skill vines. <laughs> yeah, they're skill vines. Skill roots. <laughs> not just vines. Tree is an inherited term yes. for, for convenience here. But the um, couple perk points down, uh, the shield uh, does impact damage when you dash through people. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. Maybe I can sort of use this, but it's not going to do enough damage to kill anybody. Um, but it'll just like stun them for a moment, knock them back a little bit. So what you do is you get the shield up, you dash through the enemies, and mid dash, you hit your grenade button as soon as the impact hits the enemies, and you get that little slow effect of dealing damage. Mm-hmm. So you have that opportunity to use your grenade. Those guys are dead because you literally dash through them, stun them, and then hit them with a point blank grenade explosion. At the cost of like a little bit of energy, safe guaranteed kill on a group of enemies, um, and this game is full of little combos like that. I also point out uh, the grenade does not damage yourself. No, yeah. you can be within the blast radius. You take no friendly fire there. It's really just a radial. It's a point blank, point blank AOE around you. Is really how yeah. It is. I didn't know that initially. I thought it was gonna be some projectile. I'm like, I'm already dodging so much. I don't want to put my I don't want to play Snake in Smash Brothers. I want to yeah. like throw out grenades because I'm gonna walk into it later. <laughs> type thing yeah i actually it took me i actually forgot how the grenades worked on this playthrough mm-hmm. and it took me longer than it should have for me to realize it was a point blank aoe uh and i just wasted a bunch of energy i'm like the grenade's not going anywhere do i have to hold it in longer <laughs> yeah to... <laughs> you know how like some games have like the arc mm-hmm. like uh, i think gears <clears throat> of war like has that arc that kind of like builds out where you're like swinging the little maze yeah you're you're, you're fixing the trajectory exactly for it's gonna go yeah, you don't get that here, but the game's too fast-paced for it anyway, so... Uh, that's probably the least utilized option. You also mentioned the supply drop, mm-hmm. which I didn't use at all the first playthrough. But um, I realized uh, for this one that if you use the supply drop, basically it takes like 10 seconds, something like that, before it drops down without any upgrades. Um, but when you trigger it, uh, you pick what drop you want. And you can pick from like any range weapon I think that you've encountered, or in any melee weapon that you've encountered, and just get one of those. Wait, how do you pick which one you get? There's a radial menu that like shows up, and you can. So do I didn't use that the entirety of me playing through this game. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, and so if you're doing like a specific heavy weapon having playthrough where you're like i'm really committed to using this weapon right you get like supply drop and you pick up the weapon perks that give you more ammo for your weapon and then uh more durability 
for, for melee. Gotcha. And this is actually viable because if you run that, um, there's a mechanic in combat where after you've slain 30 security guards who are like swarming over you Matrix style, um, all of their guns are on the ground and you'll get this this prompt that a recycler bot is like inbound on your location, right? And I love that mechanic. I think that's cool. It's we, we were talking about the loop before, but it's like that nice downtime. Mm-hmm. So you clear like the room full of enemies, recycler bot shows up, and you're like, what does this do? Recycle. And then it kind of does like this cool, like AOE like a thumper. pulse. Yeah. Like a boom. Mm-hmm. And then all the guns kind of dematerialize and turn into like dust, get sucked into it. And it starts shooting out these it's like ex- credits, yeah, which karma, is like experience think, for yeah. you. And then afterwards it goes <laughs> and spits out like an upgraded gun of some sort. Yeah. And the quality seems to depend on like how many guns are left there. Yes. So if you have, um, if you're running a melee playthrough and you're focusing on uh, like utilizing less ammo, fewer weapons, uh, you can maximize your experience early game, um, which is kind of cool. You get that trade off. You're like, I didn't pick up anybody's guns. I wasn't pressured in this fight. I just touched you by. I I didn't touch anything. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you get pretty good payouts for it. which is which is nice. Uh, the only thing I wish they would have changed a little bit there is I I almost always pick up the good gun, the upgraded gun, then leaving my old gun on the ground. So I immediately hit the thumper again to get a little yeah. bit of extra experience. I, I have I think I did that once or twice. I'm like, no, let me pick up like the shittiest gun. Oh, this guy has like a little water pistol. Great, I picked that up and like, crush. crush <laughs> so um, I can just swap out the piece of shit. Yeah, I uh, should get that ROI. <clears throat> There was another thing on the melee I actually missed in the first playthrough, but I caught up here. Uh, on the backswing of an attack, if you attack and hold, um, you'll start charging up a, a backswing attack that's just this massive AoE, like burst of damage for a one-handed weapon, and it takes like a block of energy, which yeah. is your resource like like health. And if you're using a two-handed weapon, you do like a, a spin to win. Yeah, spin to win. Yeah, Axedarius style thing. Um, and uh, that makes melee a lot better, as it turns out. It does. Um, it's really great for like knocking down people who have shields, mm-hmm. or just anything where you can like because the spin will hit multiple times. Yeah. So if you have like a fucking sledgehammer, you're really getting your money's worth out of that. Yeah. But the bigger weapon you have, the slower it is to swing. Exactly. Yeah. And the further you get into the game, so many enemies are dashing away from you, and yeah. also have shields, and also have guns. Um, so I kind of steered away from <clears throat> melee because I had trouble, like dashing into somebody, yeah, and doing the swing at the same time. They're fast. Yeah, those enemies are fast. Usually, I want to like run and go, <coughs> kind of like how I'm playing Hades now. Yeah, I'm like, let me dash away, get my attacks in, dash away, like always, get that positioning in first, and then try and murder. Yeah, it's uh, it's really really it's more demanding to play in melee for this for sure for the whole thing there's a lot of great ranged options that you kind of completely have to neglect if you go melee um but uh the skill trees the skill tree is really cool one of the ones you can kind of lean on uh the most is or for me in my case is the um there's a mind control like shock uh mind i can't remember exactly what it's called but uh, it's mind control ability it basically channels on one enemy um and then they join your team for a time. 
which is freaking great because uh, that guy does work depending on who you mind controlled. Yeah, you don't want to get anybody who's like, oh, I'm going to self-destruct. Yeah, uh-huh. very short-lived teammate. <laughs> yes. But if you get some of the bigger baddies, you obviously can't get like some of the fucking Goliaths because yeah. that would be overpowered. I could grab the boss. <laughs> but if something's like a rogue like a uh, assassin mm-hmm. where it just goes up and backstabs you and will usually kill you in one hit yeah getting those people or like once they spawn in i just start channeling them like where the fuck are you <laughs> and then when they come into your zone of influence yes. they're like gotcha we're friends yeah and then they'll go off and kill people and they pull aggro pretty well too oh yeah whoever is mind controlled tends to just have a permanent they're hitting that taunt button as quickly as possible hey, hey fucker <laughs> and then when they're they expire or when they die you have the option to execute them as well yeah so depending on the other perks you have you can use the iframes to kill them yeah um also they might drop like health and energy which helps sustain <laughs> so in one of the last <coughs> yeah good yeah uh, one of the last sections of the game you're in like this onslaught of enemies after enemies after enemies so it helps to have a team there for certain things because again dodging is fun but (laughs) it's helpful when you can delegate certain things yeah and not being hit by everyone at once is really nice this one also has like it's got an expensive kind of longer perk uh vine (laughs) but uh, at the end of it the last one i I remember is called uh it's called lich king it allows you to mind control two more people and you're just like, all right, well, everybody's on my side now. Now the whole squad's <laughs> fucking here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, but you're using abilities like that, and those drain your energy pool, which is, you know, next to your health. Um, one of the passives, I think, is like, or one of the one of the the vines that's kind of underutilized. It's easy to to pass over it. Is um, heal, which just takes your energy, turns it into health, right? It's not particularly efficient. It doesn't give you a lot of health. Health drops are pretty plentiful, but that masks how good that tree actually is. Because you get a couple points, and you get the ability to turn health into energy. And you have a constant regenerating health. It's just a passive benefit on one of the perks. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, you get the ability to, if you have, like, uh, I think it's your health maxed out, and you go to turn it on, it'll generate ammo as well. And as soon as you have that and whatever melee or ranged weapon you want, you're set. Like, you don't need to make choices anymore. There are no sacrifices. I need to Nope. I have everything. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, it, any game that lets you have this out of combat kind of uh, permanent loop. So if you have that tree and the ability to convert energy to health and health regains automatically over time, you just can be maxed out for every encounter. Okay. Yeah, because you do have like these little recharge stations where it might give you some health or energy, oh, yeah. but they cap out at a point. Mm-hmm. Like early on, you're like, "Oh, I'm back to full," because you have no stats. Yes. So it's like, "Oh, you heal two health, great." Later on, that two health, you're like, "Only two health, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because maybe you will get clipped by like some environmental trap, like in between areas. Yeah, they got like or... flames or. Maybe you just you fucked up in some way. Somebody hit you, and they hit harder than you expected. And that always sucks, for sure. Yeah. And that lets you circumvent that, that issue. But if you want to go hard in the paint and have no defensive options, sacrifice all shields, whatever, like this overcharge tree is exactly what you want. Which basically just gives you the ability to run up and just kill everyone at the expense of all of your energy. And 
It's glorious offense. I don't know if you use that at all in your playthrough, but... Oh, Jake. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me lean into the mic and uh, <laughs> utilize my lungs for once. <laughs> so I got into Overcharge uh-huh. probably a couple of years ago. Right, yeah. No, but when I started playing, uh, I just put some points in to try it out initially. Mm-hmm. But it starts giving you this, like the screen kind of, it's like stressed in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you have anxiety lines yeah. and like things are very intense. Like you're on some type of... You're on stim packs at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like some type of stimulant. Yeah. Um, and you move faster, but the, the camera has that skewed effect a little bit. Yeah. But as you go and kill things, you can actually put points in the skill vine mm-hmm. to get more damage as you combo. Yeah. And that's actually how I killed one of the bosses, because they sp- like infinitely spawned these adds. Mm-hmm. And I was having trouble staying alive, but also getting the DPS into the main part of the boss. Right. So I just went around murdering everything, and then like switched to like one gun. I peeked around the corner, like, <laughs> pew, pew, and just pff, chunks of health started disappearing. Um, you DPS sanctify. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's only at the cost of your energy, mm-hmm. which you can do other things. Sometimes the um, <clears throat> executions will actually give you energy as well. Yeah, you get so, some health energy drops. Yeah, and it, it comes back pretty quick. Or, like, let's say it only lasts 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You'll still be able to gain enough energy over time through killing things or other environment stuff where you're just running gun the whole fucking time. Yeah. And they have uh, on the bottom of the resource um, efficiency. Uh, vine the last one there is shooting guns grants you energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you this this game has like sometimes it feels like you cap out pretty early in a game and you're like this is the skill set i'm going to use for the rest of it in ruiner i always felt like i could redistribute my points to make things more efficiently something i see happening a lot in my playthroughs is i'll start out and i'll be like i don't have a lot of options let's like get four points into dash so i can dash uh, i can dash all day i can dash all day but uh later i'm like i need need like one point i need one more point to get the next uh like energy efficiency mod or energy or whatever i'll take out one dash so i get to like the end game and i'm sitting there on like a token dash you're like walking up to the fight you're like (laughs) you got this like pimping aura going on it's it's uh it's good for that though i like that yeah I felt that even though with uh, all these options that the game provides you, there were parts of the game where, and as always, I don't consider myself a hardcore gamer. Right. I consider you a hardcore gamer. (laughs) Maybe in comparison, but like, I've definitely toned it down for like my level of caring and my level of investment and skill. Mm -hmm. So there are points where I was just getting my ass handed to me, even though I play games a decent amount. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) But... As I kind of mentioned before, I think it was just I was approaching it the wrong way. Because mm-hmm. there are certain fights which kind of demand certain approaches. It's true. Or like, we're talking about melee is not always the best option. Right. You might have to mix it up and do one or two other things. There was a, there was a key moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, one second. And that sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we feel like. I think that... Uh, We've got a couple things here uh, since our last episode, which was a while back. Uh, it's come up. I know you attended MAGFest. I did. And I did not attend MAGFest. I actually got the <laughs> MAG flu before MAG. Yes. So my body's like, you know what? No more diseases for you. <laughs> uh, you're good. 
So you, you got to play as the carrier role this time. Yes. Fest, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> one of the zombies for the Humans vs. Zombies real life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it was a really good time. Great shows. Uh, interesting panels. I still didn't get to go to so much, but I also did so much in the same time. Right. Yeah, it's always an interesting time. They've got all of those uh, uh, swag, too. Did you pick up anything cool at Meg? Uh, I definitely got some merch. I tried not to get more prints. Yeah. But I also wanted Lena Rain's signature, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> so I had to buy her off, get the signature. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. ran into her, like, again. We were just, like, in an elevator together. Uh, I always hear about these elevator stories. Well, I mean, there's, like, a nightclub on the top floor. Right, yeah. Um, it's not my scene, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll check it out, and I'll be like, this is terrible, and then I go back downstairs. Are you sure it's not your scene? You called it a scene, so that's usually... That's what it's I have associated with. It's not my scene. Right, right, okay. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, I had a pretty good time last time I was there, but skipped out this year. Um, I'm glad that they're keeping on, keeping on. Was it still, like, 20,000 people? Was it jam-packed? Oh, yeah, it's always packed, but the good thing is, like, you have all these people who you already know, Mm-hmm. And, like, Lucy was able to come up, which is awesome. Yeah. And you get to see a lot of people you know. And then you always get to meet cool people, too, which is nice. Yeah. People who are willing to dress up in completely ridiculous and awesome outfits. uh, Away from all the judging eyes of normies. So, that's MAGFest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else about MAGFest? Anything stand out? What was your favorite? What was your favorite cosplay there? Ooh. Did you did you cosplay this time? I don't think so, right? Yeah. I, I did not. I didn't see anything in prep. It would have been a surprise. No, um, I really like my Sunny one from last year, but I want to hold off for pretending to try and cosplay again. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe in the future. Hmm. Um, there were some cool cosplays, but like nothing's jumping to mind at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were people still on the near train. You've got uh, plenty of 2Bs and 9Ss. And... There's a surprising amount of... I'm going to call them 15-year-old girls. But people who don't really have, like, a bone structure and seem very petite. Right. And they're like, I'll be 2B. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I guess in other news, uh, you, you sent a link to me about this, but uh, Fallout 76 continued to have issues. Um, what? Oh, no. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, all the, the things we mentioned previously, additionally... Uh, people got into the the developer room and started screwing with the economy even more. It's not like that game was ever balanced as far as economy, but no, I feel like it's had issues. And to be fair, I think the issues have always always existed. Yeah, uh, just more keep coming to light. Mm-hmm. It's like working on a major application that goes to production, <laughs> and then you keep finding all these these issues as more users use the application. Yeah, no one knows what you're talking about, Dave. <laughs> okay yeah so that's um, fallout 76 yes yes yeah i know uh i have no idea why people care about the economy at this point it's kind of like i'm surprised there's still people really playing it i enjoyed it for like a week i don't know why people would still be um but you know what whatever floats your boat that's that's fine um i just hope that they haven't nuked the franchise <laughs> oh that actually oh, worked yeah yeah because you know the the whole issue with the nukes oh I thought you were doing that tongue in cheek. You should have just owned it. I should have, yeah. I should have at least. I should have not acknowledged it. Yeah. But. All right. What else besides new stuff? Uh, what are you playing recently? Uh, a fair amount of because so I was sick too. I mean, you guys know because we missed an episode, but I had full on full on bronchitis, um, and uh, you know probably a couple coughs across this episode as well. But the uh, I picked up a switch <laughs> specifically for Smash because we had our, our land party, which a lot mm-hmm. of our friends and us attend 
and uh, people were playing Smash. I was like, this is too fun. Oh, it's really good. I got to play some over the holidays as well. Yeah. And I'm tempted to come over and play when <laughs> right, you'll <right>. let me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bit of an investment for just the console, but there's a couple of the Switch games I'll eventually pick up. I tell myself with the unopened Horizon Zero Dawn on the shelf <laughs> behind you. And right when you do, I'll let you borrow God of War. Yep. There's quite the list, so maybe eventually, maybe someday a Smash episode, probably someday a God of War episode, maybe a Horizon episode, I don't know about Horizon, but we'll see. Um, basically, if people give a game Game of the Year, that then we'll talk about it, you know, no no trash. But My speak- Little Pony Adventure <laughs> Island, fuck! <laughs> yeah. But speaking of trash, I guess we should we should get back to the game. Yeah, let's get back to it. But there was a key moment where uh, you are ta- uh, fighting one of the bosses uh, called Mother, which uh, we'll, we'll talk probably a little bit about. But uh, uh, your handler, uh, her, says, uh, like, you need to shield, like, at the start of the fight, like, yes. immediately. You're just like, and uh, I had forgotten about this in my second, like, in the second playthrough. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, wait, memory time, I need to shield. <laughs> And as it turns out, it's important to shield there. <laughs> yeah, you have like four or five bars of energy. Um, you know, once you put the shield on, it kind of just depletes over time, linearly. Mm-hmm. But you put it on, and then like this death laser comes out. Yep. And it's pushing you back into the wall, and you're just like, <clears throat> man, I hope that shield lasts. Because <laughs> it blocks you from like all projectile damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after that, not so much. So it like completely depletes your shield and you're like, what? And then that's when you can have the opportunity like DPS. There might be some other ads going on for that yeah. fight. But I really liked that fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I like all the fights and we'll talk about it more. But so each character that you interact with will have usually like an in-game animation mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, they'll usually have like a cool stylized picture and then under that, they'll have some dialogue. Mm-hmm. And most of the characters do not actually have audible voice lines. Right. Except for her. Yes. Uh, which is the handler you mentioned. But when you first meet like this mother AI thing, um, it's kind of like this rogue machine. Yeah. And up until that point, you'd come across just like some worker machines who were like making Yoshi. some passive aggressive <laughs> comments towards humans. Yeah. Um, but she said, I'm going to snort your fucking ashes. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's like hot out the gate. And took that to 10 pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's honestly a, a pretty good fight, though, for this game, too, because it's it's broken out into a couple distinct phases. Uh, you have to, like, fight the repair cores after you've messed up her face. Yeah, you have to go to, like, different areas, too. It's not all one thing. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Then there's a bit of diversity here because I mean one of the the common gripes against the game is it feels very samey um, when you like the combat to combat. There's a lot of fighting in this game. That is what the game is, right? I didn't feel that personally, but uh, some people were a little bit more bothered by it. I kind of knew what I was getting into to be honest. I was like, that's what this game is. One, it's a Devolver digital game. Mm-hmm. Two. Have you fucking seen the box art? <laughs> like, and yeah, it is very samey in that regard. Mm-hmm. But how we were saying, like, I 
I enjoy that loop. Yeah. And it's also the game's not long enough where it's like, this is droning on. How many people am I gonna murder? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's it's it would be like you're playing Slay the Spire or something. And you're like, is it? Are we gonna get to a point where I don't have to play cards? Like, come on, jeez. <laughs> Where's the end game, man? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, now that we've talked about that boss, we should we should jump into some of these characters and how this game uh, actually goes, right? Let's go. First, we have to go back, 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 back. Let's just uh, touch on. <laughs> let's. I'm sure that picked up on the mic. Uh, some some key moments through, and we'll hit some of the bosses and cool shit there. Yeah, how's that sound? Yeah. So you start <clears throat> in an elevator. It's a good start, right? Elevator. I was coming down from the club, and. Uh, <laughs> So we should first describe the character. Sure. Because you kind of have... Like, talk, talk about Puppy. Puppy. <laughs> uh, you have... You get to see like, your face and you kind of like this leather jacket. Yeah. It's This is why Jake is reminded so much of Hotline Miami and yeah. vibes with this game. You have this really cool badass character and you have like this black metal mask, kind of like Daft Punk. Yeah. But it's like this LED screen over your face. Yeah. Full she, curvature. The yeah. whole head. Nothing like a full curvature, right? The whole head, yeah. <laughs> but, like, throughout the game, um, different things will show up on your face screen. Yes. So, like, initially, it says something like loading or, like, no file, and yes. then it says ready. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? Um, and then through, like, your interactions with talking with people, your character might show, like, some aggression by having, like, the phrase kill you. Yeah. Like, repeated across the face. It's, like, in red, flashing yeah. vertically. There's a lot of really cool uh, designs. There's a there's a blue screen looking uh, too slow. Um, and a lot of it, it's not just text that, like, flashes up on your screen. Uh, one of them's a nuke uh, that's just exploding in the background in the text. Like, we were never friends in front <laughs> of it. Uh, it's just, it's really great, especially since you have a silent protagonist. Like yeah. you, you said most of the characters are silent. That applies to the protagonist as well. Um, and so whenever you're, uh, you have dialogue choices, um, cycling between the choices will change what's on your screen. That's how you respond. That's how your character is responding. Yeah. It's a nod and an animation that says, kill you, kill you, kill you, kill you. <laughs> but it's a really cool way to approach having or giving a character expression mm-hmm. and so the other character her yeah. who you meet early on mm-hmm. will have like some different poses and pictures yeah for the dialogue and certain ones will kind of convey different emotions or thought processes but also in the just like her text yeah so <laughs> You already know where I'm going. Yes. Yeah. Um, like at the end of most sentences, there'd be like a little emote. Yes. Yeah, you know, like emojis. Lenny mm-hmm. type thing. It's like more complicated versions of that. And they're all super either funny, quirky, cute, murderous. Um, but it adds such a, a current day expression that yeah. like I'm so used to it because I'm on Discord. I'm on Facebook. I've been on AIM for, I mean, back in the day. Right, right. But like it's something that we grew up on. Where you learn these like little shorthand things to convey something, or then emotes, and then memes. Yeah. And nobody uses words anymore. I miss the old days. <laughs> but it's a really fucking cool medium that they put in the game. Yeah. It's like she uses, so most of us, I like to think, 
like back when we were on AIM or MSN or whatever, like those were the emoticon days. That's when you had the, the hyphens and the parentheses and all you're trying to make, you know, cool faces and stuff. And now we just, we have our discord, you know, emotes or whatever, but uh, she uses full on emoticons. And it's got this kind of like childish or like young teenager tent to it where it's just like, OMG, I can't imagine. Like, how do you survive? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and it like lightens her character a lot, uh, which, uh, you know, is great because as it turns out, she's not a, she's not a real nice person. <laughs> no. Um, but her character is also really built on... Because she does have actual voice lines. Yes. So... After you clear a room, each of those like encounters, it'll give you a score, yeah. like any type of Japanese game, but it's rank E through S plus. Yeah, it's like wow, good job, and other stuff. But she has like a bit of like a Spanish accent, uh-huh. and sometimes if you're about to go murder, sometimes she'd be like, "Go get them, puppy." <laughs> get them, puppy. <laughs> and other things like that, and it's oh my god, it's pretty great. She's got like these. Uh... So uh, you can get combos by killing people throughout mm-hmm. the game. And uh, there's like these Unreal Tournament style voice lines for like domination. Killer and, combo. Yeah. And uh, she's got that accent to like all of them. And it kind of just, it adds to it in a way. Yeah, because um, on top of this, like you still have the combats going on. Yes. You still have the background music, which we haven't even touched on yet. Yep. Throughout each area. And then you have these motivational or demotivational yeah. like uh, voiceovers and sometimes it also like flash on the screen too uh-huh. like at the beginning of the game when you're interacting with wizard it's like kill boss kill, kill boss. boss and like his face kind of like shows up over the whole screen yeah while you're still running around and doing shit yeah and then it has like the and just you're going the whole time yes this this game is not afraid to flash things on your screen in the middle of a fight <laughs> It's not super obnoxious. You get used to it pretty quick, or we do. But um, I could see if you if you get disoriented quickly, this game you might struggle a little bit with this game. Um, but yeah, it's it's honestly pretty great. And like when you get those ratings at the end of a given encounter, uh, it'll she'll she actually has like different poses for like how well you did. And like if you get like S rank, she's like awesome, and you're like standing still, like, up, jumping up, yeah, regions of the sky. Um, it's. It's pretty great. I I don't usually care about rankings and stuff like that. And I play this game. And I'm like going for S, going for S. It's like S it's plus. a small, like tactile reward thing. Mm-hmm. It's not something you need, but it's like having like when you pick up gold in a game. Yeah, and you have like a little chink in the coin purse. Yeah, the last hit sound. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a positive feedback type mm-hmm. thing. It's nice, and it helps break up. The monotony of murder. Exactly. And if you get, like, if you die a couple times and you get, like, a B, you're just like, oh, I could have done better. Yeah. You know, should have done better then. Like, when I get a B, after, like, I died 30 times, I'm like, thank you. I'll <laughs> yeah. take it. Cons- consolation B. <laughs> Never have I wanted the B so much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, she's a, so, uh, she's got this headset on says uh, bad on like the top and the side she's got like a little band-aid on her cheek very distinct she has like a diva yeah vibe about her that's actually true like like a more grungy diva yeah um grimes yeah. It's, <laughs> grimes yeah. um but uh ruiner loves the color red and black 
that's a, that's a common theme and motif. Um, and a lot of the character portraits and stills use a lot of like red and black. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it pops up all throughout the game. They have, um, these, these cutaway screens, like when you're transitioning to an area where it just like suddenly flashes up, like this is, this uh, is the area street, now. street garage, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's, uh, there's actually a, a bike scene. We're kind of just talking about the aesthetic now instead of the characters, I know. But there's this bike scene where you're um, accelerating uh, to, I think, the second area in the game. And you're, like, going over the bridge, and it's got this, like, kind of parallaxed background. So the back is moving slowly, and the foreground is moving quickly. And uh, you reach, like, a trellis in the in the bridge, like, holding it up. And as soon as that crosses the side of the screen, it cuts immediately to the area name on the transition system, yeah. black with red text. And it's like, I realized that describing this in the podcast probably has no impact. But when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's a cool transition. Like, and then when you, when you break in, uh, he's like riding the bike real fast. It actually shows your helmet and it's got like kilometers per hour accelerating. on Yeah. It. And then you just kind of like blow your bike through security and then like just kind of jump off it. They're like, hey, you can't be here. And you just pull out the pipe. <laughs> and then it brings you into the action. I brought my pass. Multi pass. Multi pass. 5x multiplier. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of high frenetic uh, aesthetic is just all over the game. Um, and the antagonists and people you run into uh, fit into this kind of like futuristic parallel cyberpunk world. I would that's just going on. say it's it's all futuristic cyberpunk. Yeah, it's it's got that vibe down to a T. Mm-hmm. Like everything about this game, blanket statement. In case it wasn't obvious, I like. I don't have any complaints about it, honestly. It's it's real good. But um, the one the first character you meet, a wizard yes. who's like kill boss, kill, kill boss. boss super hot <laughs> he has um if you remember like the batman beyond type days like where they have like that punk vibe where he has like the leather jacket yes uh the collar goes up like mm-hmm. an extra fucking foot they have like the shades are kind of like pressed in yeah. but they don't actually have things that go over your ears they're boxes that actually goes across from his face it goes oh past it's his like head. The, those visors yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um and then it has like that kind of mohawky yeah type thing he's a punk yeah, it's it's got that, like it reminds me of Batman Beyond, like mm-hmm. these are punks <laughs> type vibe. Um, a lot of the enemies you come across will be some type of android. Yeah, like they're not. I don't think most of them, or if any of them are, I think most of them are androids. Yeah, I think as you get in the game, there's fewer and fewer just human guards. Yeah, the first guys you encounter all look like um, Guile basically yeah they all have like the military guile sort of haircut and like chiseled almost like absurdly polygonal like mechanical faces. box face yeah. yeah exactly like <clears throat> i think they have like slightly different facial features or haircuts or something but they're clearly all the exact same model with yeah. a slightly different texture uh which i love it's just like that's clearly a design decision where you put effort into other things you know that that was intentional. It's like these are meaningless goons. Yeah, but they're also the same model of yeah. android. Yeah. Oof. The <laughs> plot. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, there's there's a few uh, main bosses here. You, you so you start out kill bosses happening. Uh, wizard wants you to go kill boss mm-hmm. in heaven, uh, which is this this the name of this like complex you're breaking into, and it's kind of the tutorial, you know. Yeah, you learn a couple of mechanics. Probably one of the best ones is uh, when dash is explained to you. Yeah, there's like this little mine. Which speaks to you in like a, a very cutesy Japanese, <laughs> um, but like it has a timer over it, but it keeps moving closer to you uh-huh. to dash away from it because it'll <clears throat> if it touches you, it will explode and deal damage. Um, yeah, but it just adds personality to like a landmine, exactly, and stuff like that. But as you're going through heaven and learning these things, uh, you eventually come to a boss, which is the security chief. Yes, who. Is a character like you mm-hmm. uh, can dash, has a gun, has a shield. Yeah. And this is like the first time you actually have to put effort in to right. a degree. He has a health bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's real. It's legit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's not uh, all too much to that fight. The, the special thing to mention here is at the start of it, Wizard's just like, all right, we need to get through this. I'm putting you on a timer. You have 15 seconds until you die. Every enemy you kill adds time. Yeah. And uh, if you weren't playing aggressively up to this point, now is the time to start. <laughs> it's time to find out how this game's meant to be played. <laughs> um, and if you are just indiscriminately murdering everyone, you have plenty of time for this fight, but you can't set on your laurels at the start. Yeah, you can't really hide behind stuff and wait patiently. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is another beautiful use of like the screen face, mm-hmm. is the timer starts at like 60 and starts like spinning down to 15 seconds yes and so sometimes you have to wait for enemies to spawn into the area if you're like i need more time give me a guy to kill yeah so you are killing the ads building up your time also trying to get some damage on the boss and then when you've cleared the ads focus more so on the boss and finish with your allotted time still yep and uh, at the completion of that beating that guy um there's a door that you go up to hack uh, there's a kind of a hacking mini game at several points here I don't think you need to for this door, but later uh, hacking actually has a function um, where you uh, input. And it's it's really weird because it's very, very simple, but it's just arrow keys, mm-hmm. like up, down, left, right, and a random kind of order. Um, I don't know if they made like a pattern in their uh, random randomization, but it never feels, it always feels like you're going like left, right, up, down, or like left, left, right, right, up, down. Like there's a pattern to it instead of being true random. I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory. It does, a little bit. But it makes it feel better to input the code than true random. Because, like, left, right, left is, like, dissonant. Left, right, up, down is symmetrical. This is a conspiracy theory, and I realize this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to keep looking at you until you, like, put down the coffee. You uh, take some of the pins out the wall. Take down some of the yarn. <laughs> Dave's, like, looking at the, the, the timeline, like, the, uh, the amount of time put in the recording, the amount of notes we have left. He's like, why are you talking about this? <laughs> but that aside, you it touch... Is cool, though. It is cool. I like that. I like and that you're not actually penalized for fucking it up, either. Yeah. It's just It'll, like... like zap you and you get sent back mm-hmm. or sorry like knock back like a foot and you can go and it'll be a different not true random yes for jake's right, sake right right thank you <laughs> um you just put input it again and you unlock things for like little <clears throat> caches for weapons or other things yeah and it's again just like another small tactile positive feedback mm-hmm. 
But this first door doesn't even use that. You go up, you touch the door, and you immediately get hacked. Uh, just prior to this, you, the first glimpses of her, she's like, don't do it. Um, and as soon as you touch the door, it like overloads your arm. She presumably hacks you mm-hmm. to save your life, she says. And uh, it like blows your arm to pieces, uh, which is it's robotic. So that's less gruesome than it sounds, but still <laughs> unfortunate for you. <laughs> Um, and then you uh, you end up in uh, in uh, Rangkok with uh, uh, in the middle of the street, messed up arm, and just collapse. Yeah. Um, and I don't know like how crazy we need to go into the plot because honestly, uh, it's I don't want to. I'll say it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter that much. It's a it's a layer that's nice in this game, and playing through it and talking to the characters can be interest, interesting. It's not the reason to play this game. <laughs> no. It but it does have like a good small world building for sure. Yeah. Um it's definitely fleshed out enough, but it's not a plot heavy game. Like I didn't take anything away from it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to recommend it to people <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. It's just very stylized, very tuned for what it is. Yeah. And those are the games I usually am drawn to. It's it's focused and it's like I did this right. I'm like I like that. That's cool. The one thing I will say is you do end up uh, chasing down Wizard um, after uh, your handler has switched over to her. And uh, when you enter the area to begin chasing him down, it shows his portrait and then silhouettes for two other characters. And I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. So you're actually showing me, this is almost like a Mega Man type. These are going to be your bosses. Yeah, it's like that boss progression. Yeah. I was like, I kind of like that, you know? You, you, you're being forward with me. You realize it doesn't matter that the game has three bosses or 15 bosses. You're just going to let me know where I'm at in the game. Yes. And uh, sometimes that's nice. It's nice to know, like, oh, I'm at the actual 50% mark, but you didn't just give someone a percentage, you know? Yeah, I don't like knowing the actual... <laughs> don't give me the numbers! Yes, yeah. Never, never tell me, me the odds. odds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... It's like you're watching Netflix and then you move your mouse. You're like, T- 10 minutes left? Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Because you can infer certain things like, oh, they're going to try and wrap up storyline. Exactly. They might try and resolve an arc in this time or do something else. Yeah. Um, because when you get subjected to enough media, you learn. You learn <laughs> over time. And I hate that. That's the one <laughs> thing I hate. <laughs> Learning. It, it's cool when it's... It's actually kind of a throwback to Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah. When you have like the arcade mode and you're going up and it has like the silhouette for the next, per- you can't see. You see the current one. Yeah. But then it goes and then it sh- uh, kind of flips and like shows you who the person is. Right. It's like a nice who's that Pokemon of final bosses. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I like it. It's like it doesn't convey anything in universe. It's purely a UI choice. Um. It's literally giving you information that your character doesn't know. And it doesn't matter because it's not that kind of game. Yeah. This is not a role-playing game. Uh, and another point to that is uh, when you encounter enemies, like the first one is the security chief. Yeah. Like he has some badass voice line about how he's going to like kill you and like your path ends here. Yeah. And then like every other boss you have after that is like doing that same type of mm-hmm. overly bravado, badass. Like they have some cool crazy design they give him like three bullet points 
being like yeah uh, like ac- anachronistic or whatever a super aggressive loves gun something like that kind of like yeah. a like if you played borderlands the splash screens for the borderlands bosses something like that yeah it gives you just enough to like feel out like the quick character design but again like it doesn't really matter who or what they are it's not super plot relevant yes but it's just badass you know yeah when you're playing this game everything between you and completing the game is just something to talk to or kill (laughs) just like in real life (laughs) i talk a lot (laughs) thank god (laughs) oh yeah but uh yeah i mean i don't really have many criticisms either it's uh it's got more depth than a hotline miami Oddly enough, less story so, but we never had a Hotline Miami episode, so I can't justify that. True, true. Um, but uh, gameplay-wise, it's just got more layers on top of it. It's got more interesting um, kind of locales. I think a lot of it is grimy underworld of city, um, but even even that, it doesn't it doesn't uh, take too much away from away from the game. Um, there's a couple repetitive uh, like travel sections, um, if I remember, if I recall it. Oh yeah, I just forget. Towards the end of the game, you can get like that. Uh, talking about that light cycle. Yeah. Where it's kind of like a transition between areas, and you have to hold in shift to speed it up, and it's really just like a transition screen. But they do it like five or six times. I feel like. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that was meant to like drive home a certain point, because mm-hmm. I didn't get anything out of it like initially the first two times you do it i get why and it's amusing yeah um i'll leave that as like a vague spoiler for people want to check it out um but beyond that like it's not it it does nothing it's not like transistor where they use that as an opportunity for voice lines to fill in plot and build out the world you also get like see some of the cityscape and other things yeah you get step, step back have your cup of coffee and appreciate the art it's not really what it's doing. Yeah, this is a close-up of, like, me on a tricycle, and you're like, okay, but why? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why are you on the tricycle, though? Ooh, that'd be a, a nice soapstone video idea, me on yeah. a tricycle. We have to, we'd have to buy a tricycle. They don't make those anymore. <laughs> don't people steal from kids or something? Isn't that really easy? I, I probably. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I think. I, I, I'm I didn't sure think I of know. like a follow-up statement to transition from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm sorry for putting that on you. I wanted to figure out how to turn it into a joke. I was like, how do I make a joke out of stealing from kids? And uh, so that's going to be your homework, uh, listeners. <laughs> Post a comment on Facebook about uh, how to steal from children. How to steal from children. Your best child stealing joke. Not stealing children, but stealing from children. Or we, extra we credit stealing hard, children. We need a hard transition. <laughs> hard transition off of that. If you want to send in those comments, the website is facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. Anything else you want to mention about the game? <laughs> um this is another one of those games where uh, Jake had the opportunity to play it before I did, mm-hmm. and he actually did heavily recommend it to me. Yeah. Um but me being a lazy old shit i didn't get around to it for a while mm-hmm. uh, but when i finally did i immediately fell in love with it i saw your background at work you had yeah i updated on that the and then screen. on wallpaper engine for my computer at home both monitors have got that one and it has like that slow smoke moving across yep oh, next time you ever i'll show you that's real good um 
but yeah, it's super nice and tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Fury in a way. Yeah. Where like as soon as I started playing it, like the experience and how it was stylized, I'm like, fuck yes. Yes. And it immediately drew me in. So this is a, another high recommendation for me. Same here. Same here. Uh, as you know, because you said I highly recommended it already. <laughs> kind of took the words for me there. Now it's uh, it's a real solid game. Goes on sale. Uh, it's, uh, I like Devolver Digital. Most of their games have been hits for me. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, just continues the legacy. Even though it's a completely different developer, the legacy kind of of uh, Hotline Miami. Um, so play the game. It's good. And if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do so at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Um, so remember to complete your homework. Tell us about your your children jokes, uh, stealing from kids specifically, please. Um, and we'll see you in the next one.